This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. This is Raise Your Game, I'm Christine Wong. Now the conversation surrounding mental health, the workplace, and how the pandemic has affected all of us has taken root and only continues to gain steam. I find that one of the best tools in this conversation is a sense of structure and communication. So joining me on the line today is the founder of OKRs Coaches, Catherine Chen, to discuss how OKRs can provide some much needed assistance with what we're going to refer to today as Corona Stress. Uh, my name is Catherine Chen, and uh, I'm the founders of OKRscoaches.com. So basically, we are uh, helping our clients to use OKR, this critical thinking framework, uh, to uh, ask important questions so they can always focus what matters to their business growth, what matters to their people. Yeah, that's something from me. Mm-hmm, great. And for those who do not know what an OKR is, could you please explain how that framework works? Oh, yeah, sure, definitely. OKR stands for Objective and Key Results. So objective means the destination. Key results means how we know we have done it. So basically, OKR is a goal management framework that worldwide top performing companies are using currently. For example, uh, Google, LinkedIn, Huawei, and uh, Xiaomi. More of more companies now nowadays are aware of this goal-setting framework and they are trying to adopt it within their companies. Mm, got it. So, you know, you mentioned that this is a goal-setting framework, but how does it differ or what is special about it in comparison to just general goal-setting? Oh, you are right, Christy. We, we actually have a lot of um, other goal-setting techniques such as a balanced scorecard, a KPI, I'm sure you heard of, and also smart goals. Okay, um, let's pick uh, smart goals, for example. So if you are using smart goals with your team, basically what you will do is you check whether the goals are smart or not. So if they are smart, you will say, oh, hooray, let's go back to workplace, start to work. But soon you will forget about all your goals because you are just so busy. So OKR is different because OKR is a way of communicating and asking questions throughout the year. So the questions we ask um, are, for example, like how do we know we are working on the right objectives? And uh, if we do task X, Y, Z, what is the intended outcome? Can that bring us to achieve our key results? So these are the critical questions we always ask ourselves. So um, to summarize, OKR creates the discipline of communication. For Mm -hmm. example, in the past, when you come to um, your team meeting, you ask your team members to update each other, the progress. They will tell you, oh, I did this last week, I did that last week. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, everybody was busy, but things were not moving. But if you have OKRs in place, your communication will be something like this. Uh, Right, this is our objective and this is where we are now and this is how we are going to move towards our goals. So if you have that discipline of communication, things will moving fast. Mm, Okay, so essentially the the primary difference from what I can tell uh, between OKRs and what I guess we would call more conventional goal setting is that instead of focusing on the sort of individual task at hand, this is a... 
a little bit more of an overview and uh, more of a, a plan, an overall plan, uh, in order to facilitate communication about the progress towards completing the plan rather than uh, completing like an individual task. Yes, yes, you are right. So we, we will have a big picture in mind because we will begin with the end in mind. And of course, in, in this process, we always review and we make sure that everybody has a measurable contribution to achieve the organizational or the team's goal. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, I think it's uh, uh, the critical thinking process that characterize objective and key results. Okay, very interesting. Uh, We're going to move into sort of defining the other term that we're going to be covering today, uh, which is corona stress. Now, obviously, the pandemic has affected all of us. And uh, I've talked about it quite a lot on Raise Your Game already. But uh, Mm -hmm. primarily, one of the areas where we've been affected by the pandemic is our mental health and is, you know, that's been reflected in our stress levels, especially at the workplace. So tell me a little bit about your perspective on what we're calling corona stress today. Uh, yes, people are talking a lot these days, especially we, we saw the number of identified cases like shoot up recently. So uh, basically this term, uh, coronal stress means the stress um, occurring due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, surprisingly, uh, according to a recent report that uh, Malaysia has uh, the highest anxiety uh, among the 28 countries surveyed. You know, uh, almost uh, 67% of Malaysian employees, they experienced uh, the increased uh, stress level, while the global average um, is only 55%. Yeah, so uh, symptoms of this common mental health conditions such as um, feeling worried, uh, feeling upset, actually uh, affect our concentration, especially our decision-making at the workplace. I hope you don't mind I share with you some examples. Yeah, so um, I I have a friend who needs to work in office every day. And she is quite concerned because she is so scared that she will be affected by COVID-19 because she has three children at home. And this is something that frustrated her on a daily basis. And I also have another client who is a CEO of the company. And uh, uh, he shared with me that uh, what keeps him at awake at night is he has a problem of uh, lacking of manpower. And this situation has been lasting for the past eight months because every week when he comes to office, he knows there will be certainly a group of employees will go for self-quarantine. And because of this, he is losing clients during the past eight months. And he also suffers from this uh, coronal stress. So what I'm trying to say is it doesn't matter whether um, it's senior management or it's frontline employees. As long as we continue to suffer from it, our productivity or even our business continuity will be affected. Hmm. And what do you think, you know, because it was announced recently as well that we are heading into this endemic phase. We are heading into Mm -hmm. this a uh, new environment where we're not quite, I don't think we can ever say that we're going back to normal, quote unquote, mm-hmm. but there is going to be a level of um, conventional orders of operations that are going to be coming back. You know, mm-hmm. how do you think Corona stress is going to shift as we move into this new phase of our lives? Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with you. Actually, we are heading into the endemic of the pandemic because soon uh, Malaysia will open its international borders and uh, a large scale of events will be resumed and uh, we will return to our office with like 
greater frequency. So um, I I um, I predict that this kind of changes in our daily life will accelerate our focus on employees' well-being. And um, I think that we actually should normalize the discussion on employees' mental health. Why? Why that is important? I know um, many of us are actually excited about this uh, new normal. And uh, just now you mentioned many, many new things coming on. But don't forget, there is another group of people in our companies. They are terrified about those changes. For example, I have a relative and, uh, who works for a company. And her company is going to organize a company trip and also team bonding program in Ibo next month. It's for uh, 65 of them. So my relative struggles to make decision because, frankly speaking, she doesn't want to go. But she is quite concerned about the perception from her bosses, especially her teammates. Would they think that, oh, you are a person who lack of team spirit and how are we going to get along? Mm. So she worry about that and she struggles. So uh, from organizational perspective, if we don't take care of this group of people, we, um, you know, we ignore their anxiety and stress. We are not only losing them in the future, but we are also destroying um, the trust within our organization. So mm. I think this is something that uh, we need to normalize in the future. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you are very right in saying there are kind of two camps of people at the moment, mm-hmm. right? There is the camp of people who, as you mentioned, and I, neither of these people are wrong. I think I need to also clarify yeah, before I make my I statement. <laughs> but there's a, the first group of people are the people who are excited to essentially mm-hmm. make up for lost time. There has been so yeah. much you know, uh, socialization that we've lost out on during mm-hmm. the pandemic. We've been unable to see our friends, our families. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is that group of people who are excited to get back into um, a mode of life where they can, I guess, feel more free and and, and partake in more of these social activities or, or mm-hmm. essentially go back to some form of, you know, yeah, kind of normalcy, you know, coming back to the office full time, getting that space mm-hmm. back, seeing people, um, you know. But at the same time, there is also um, the other group of people who are still very anxious because as much as we would like to think, I mean, a lot of people are throwing around the term post-pandemic. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I don't, although we, we use that occasionally, uh, you know, but I don't think realistically there is such a thing as post-pandemic. It's just mm-hmm. post uh, you know, lockdowns or sort of, you know, and unfortunately, COVID-19 is going to continue to be a factor in all of our lives, yeah. pretty much for the rest of our lives. Right. So mm-hmm. that is another element where you have to be cognizant of the fact that there's likely both types of people in your company. Mm-hmm. And assuaging both of those wants and needs is going to be integral to really facilitating that like a work culture where people can communicate and work smoothly and figure out what works best for them. And as you mentioned, mm-hmm. it's not just about it's important to make people happy and, and all that, mm-hmm. which it is, but the benefit of making your employees comfortable and f- to feel safe and to acknowledge and address their mental health concerns, whether it is in either direction, right? Mm-hmm. That will directly benefit your company because it will help with, you know, productivity and teamwork. And there's no losing here, I guess, when it comes to facilitating that communication, right? 
Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, just add on one more point uh, where I was listening to you. Uh, I think a few days ago when I read this report, uh, International SOS Risk Outlook actually predict that the employee mental health problem will be the number one productivity killer in 2022. Yeah. So this already let us know that we need to be very cautious about this. It is not that uh, um, the pandemic is over or we, we're just like, as you mentioned, we are in post pandemic. No, we, we will be we will be with pandemic. I mean, I don't know how many years, but at least like for the near future. Mm, right. Absolutely. All right. We're going to take a short break. But after that, I will continue speaking to Catherine Chen, founder of OKRS Coaches, all about battling Corona stress with OKRS. You're listening to Raise Your Game here on BFM 89.9. Be free, Malaysia. BFM 89.9, the business station. Listening to Raise Your Game, I'm Christine Wong, and on the line with me today is the founder of OKRs Coaches, Catherine Chen. Today, we're discussing how OKRs can provide some support and structure for battling what we're referring to as Corona stress, i.e., mental health issues and stress caused by the pandemic. Before the break, we defined both those terms, OKR and Corona stress. OKR is a goal-setting framework that is distinct from other traditional or conventional goal-setting frameworks in the fact that it relies on an overall objective and plans. Um, and corona stress, as I mentioned earlier, is essentially stress that has been a result of the fact that we've been going through a global pandemic recently. So here I want to sort of merge the two ideas together, right? You have this concept of OKRs and you have this issue of stress. Now, how exactly does implementing OKRs within an organization help with battling corona stress, essentially? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel very sorry um, that I have to say that according to my observation, actually one of the major reasons that why employees have increased uh, stress at the workplace is because of the unclear instructions from their managers and bosses. So this uncertainty about their jobs and also the uh, frequent change about job requirement uh, affect their job performance. So uh, let me give you an example. Um, I remember uh, it's like a few weeks ago where I was working with one of my clients. So they were setting objectives for the whole team. And one of the objectives was to improve the engagement with customers and they list down few key results how they will know they have achieved that at the end of the year and one of the key results was to develop a mobile app which can increase the interaction with customers so as we were going through the critical thinking process we we mentioned it early that okr is about critical thinking framework and a process and we keep asking them the questions like how do you know you are working on the right key results? I mean, if you build up a mobile app, um, what is the intended outcome? And how do you make sure that it will definitely increase the customer engagement? And uh, as we discuss more and more, uh, they realize that actually they don't need to spend eight months to build up a mobile app. They just need to add a like small feature on their website open a chat box on website, it can also achieve the same objective. So now time out, let's take a step back. 
let, let's assume if the team has not gone through the critical thinking process, what if the team leader say, okay, team, let, let's go. Let, let's go to develop a mobile app. And uh, at the end of the eight months, everybody was exhausted and they busy, but they didn't see the results increase the customer engagement. So that's what I'm trying to say that uh, if we can have this kind of disciplined communication framework at place, at least our employees are back up with clear and also um, the, uh, the clear and open communication about mm-hmm. the business direction, goals, and their job priorities. Right. So, and it's also the critical thinking process that can empower our leadership team to um, to provide the clearer guidance mm. and also improve the team focus. Mm-hmm. And I think what's more important uh, is for leadership team to instill confidence and trust on the team. Because you can never imagine like the team leaders tell you again and again that, oh, this doesn't work. Let's restart all over again. Right. This will definitely increase the whole team's stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm, definitely. You know, I think you hit upon something that is really important here is that is that clarity um, directly impacts trust. You know, I think that's something that is a really interesting relationship. Um, and also, I think another element of that is uh, there has been also this phenomenon happening across the past few years that has been referred to commonly as the Great Resignation. A lot of people are mm-hmm. trying to find careers and jobs that have more value to them and that offer them more um, flexibility in order to, you know, find, I don't want to say work-life balance, but essentially yeah. to, you know, I think over the pandemic, people realized that although, you know, careers and jobs are important, life is more important, right? And so that yeah. sort of sparked this conversation about to what extent, how do we want to shape the workplace to reflect this? Um and as a result, you know, there have been so many changes over the past couple of years. I'm mm-hmm. sure many companies have had to downsize. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure many people have switched uh, jobs, industries, you know, com- uh, maybe their whole careers have changed. Their mm-hmm. uh, way of working has changed entirely. Mm-hmm. And in all of that, I think there's been so much confusion over what is expected of us anymore, right? As mm-hmm. employees and employers, the goalposts have changed irrevocably. Um, mm-hmm. I guess with implementing OKRs, right? And using that step back and having this communication about, look, you can have these KPIs, you can have these um, smaller goals, these more, I guess, mm-hmm. um, numerical or um, more technical goals, Fine, mm-hmm. you know, I think mm-hmm. like, for example, hitting a certain amount of sales per week or month, mm-hmm. understandable. But if it doesn't actually contribute to what is the overall goal, like the OKR, the, like the actual mm-hmm. result that mm-hmm. needs to be achieved in order for the company to benefit as a whole, mm-hmm. then why are we doing it? And that conversation, I think, has not been uh, initiated in a lot of places, I would say. I agree with you. A lot of times when leaders are helping the team to set goals, they only give numbers. Mm-hmm. For example, um, I remember this happened uh, last December. Last December, So when I was coaching a group of uh, leaders, uh, 14 of them, to set up 
2022's goal, I asked them, what is your number one like objective in next year? So all of them answered me. They said, oh, we need to double our sales next year. And the next question I asked them is, why? Suddenly, all of them were stuck. Nobody knows why, but they only remember, oh, this is a target we need to achieve. So this phenomenon actually tells us people don't have internal motivation to walk towards that goal. They only perceive it as, oh, this is a KPI or mm. indicator given by my boss. So I just do it. Whether I can achieve it or not, I, I actually don't care. But I, anyway, I remember it. So what I'm trying to say is if people don't have the intrinsic motivation to work for your goals, like you mentioned, we need to have the meaningful conversation. Why we need to achieve that goal? Mm. Is that because uh, if we achieve double sales next year, our benefit will be increased or the company can invest some money for people to go for MBA. Mm. I mean, that is something that people care. They want to know what is it for me if we work together. They want to see like mutual benefit, win-win situation, like you mentioned. Why people leave the workplace is because they are tired and they cannot see the purpose of working. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's the other point about uh, teamwork as well. And I think that's also one of the things that the OKR addresses is these key results are designed to be um, achieved as a team, right? Mm, you know, yeah. with KPIs, it's, it's quite an individual system. Yeah. And although that is important, but I think... Especially with the pandemic, one of the things that has been brought to our attention is that not everyone is necessarily capable of doing the same amount of work all at the same time as well. You know, you have no idea what's going on in people's lives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you may, for example, you if you have two salespeople, but Mm -hmm. then you have the exact same KPIs, like they have to, you know, X number of sales a month and one of them is struggling. Now, Mm -hmm. in a lot of organizations, unfortunately, that's not so much opening the grounds to a conversation as it is, oh, they're doing badly, so therefore they have to be put on some sort of performance improvement plan or, you know, the 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 conclusion that is jumped to there is, oh, they're not doing enough and it's their fault. Whereas I think with the OKR and with this key result in mind, right, and mm-hmm. having the conversation about actually why are we doing this, I think that facilitates an environment where instead of jumping straight to they're not hitting a number, why is this not happening? It's, mm-hmm. okay, we have this overall result. We want to do this thing with our company. We want to improve as a company. Mm-hmm. So let's take a look and see, right, if let's say we have a key result, but not everyone can necessarily like contribute the same amount. As long as we get mm-hmm. there, you know, we can help out with, you know, we can sort of look out for each other. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yes, yes, definitely, mm. Christine. I think you've got a very uh, good point. That is, uh, we don't use OKR to evaluate people's mm. performance because it, it's OKR is not for individual level. OKR work best when we work as a team. We know what is our objective and key results. Actually, the DNA of OKR is aggressive thinking, stretch thinking, growth mindset. So that's why, um, I mean, 20 years ago when Google started to use it, they used OKR to achieve more than 10 times growth. And uh, back to 14 years ago, um, when uh, Oracle, this company, used OKR, they managed to achieve more than 15 times growth in just uh, six years. So how can individual achieve that amazing result? We cannot. When we can work as a team, it's possible for us to achieve 
the inspirational goal and also the amazing outcome. Mm. Yeah. And of course, you know, then when the company inevitably does better as a result, that takes off a lot of stress from people's plates, right? If you're mm-hmm. working somewhere that's doing well, you're enjoying your work, you're able to communicate well with your team and mm-hmm. it's fulfilling to you. I mean, that can only be a feedback loop that benefits everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, of course. When team realize that actually I can grow together with my team, I have sense of achievement. I have sense of fulfillment, as you mentioned. I feel my purpose of working here. I feel my contribution is important. Then if they can only um, have this kind of achievement in your company, not your competitors, they would like to work with you in long term. And I think that will be your unique um, uh, competitive uh, point over your competitors. Fabulous. All right. Well, it's time for us, unfortunately, to wrap up today's conversation. But thank you so much, Catherine, for sharing with us about OKRs and how you can use it to battle corona stress. You're welcome, Christine. I'm also learning from you. Thank you. Lovely. All right. Well, that is about it for today's Raise Your Game. I'm Christine Wong. I've been speaking to founder of OKRs coaches, Catherine Chen, all about battling corona stress with OKRs. If you've missed any of today's interview, you can go ahead and download the podcast. Now, you can find the podcast on our app, which is available on the Apple App Store or Google Play. You can also head over to our website, bfm.my, to listen to and download the podcast as well. This is BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.